Time now for Financial Friday on WOMI with your host, Drew Watson, sponsored by Align Wealth Management. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh, and welcome to Financial Fridays, brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, and boy, do we have a great show for you today. We're going to take a deeper dive into uh, some of the uh, better investments of 2022 and what that may portend for 23. Take a look at your financial planning questions on how tax changes may benefit you and impact you moving forward, as well as answering your email questions as they come in and as it pertains to that nasty I word, inflation. Uh, the Cliff Notes version, and to flash forward, is if you're eating out every day, you're taking home less money than ever. Look at the markets close on Thursday. We've had a pretty impressive week with a run uh, down NASDAQ, both up triple digits. Uh, the year has started off pretty robustly for most equity markets uh, here in the U.S. and elsewhere. Commodities also, oil has stayed over $80 a barrel now for the better part of the week. Gold has been on a uh, rally format as well as other commodities the ones that we will continue watching uh, and moving forward uh, for the last couple years since I've been doing the show, lumber was the uh, commodity du jour. Uh, we will also begin adding beef next week because not only is it real food, but it's really expensive. As I said, we've got a great show lined up and teed up where we'll cover a lot of questions and comments that you might have. Uh, the week so far in earnings has been uh, pretty pretty solid. Uh, the big disappointment so far this week uh, was really Microsoft, and initially the market liked what they had to say as they beat on the current quarter, but the market soured pretty quickly when the uh, executives at Softy started uh, really peddling back and downplaying what they think the rest of the year might have in store. But again, it was another winning week uh, on the street, both in NASDAQ, uh, S&P, and Dow Jones Industrial Average. Uh, other indexes globally were also uh, in full ascendancy. And uh, given the fact that we come off the uh, Lunar New Year, most Asian markets were closed a couple of days this week. Uh, they also had uh, weeks in the green. So keep listening to Financial Fridays right here, brought to you by Align Wealth Management. Uh, as your host, Drew Watson, Private Wealth Advisor. I'll be back in 60 seconds to do a deeper dive on high-quality investments. What do you want to do when you grow up? When we were young, it's a question we were often asked. As we get older, our passions become clearer. Our pursuits become careers. And if we're diligent, we begin to plan for the life we want to live. That's why at Ameriprise Financial, we ask, what's most important to you? Starting with our confident retirement approach, your Ameriprise Financial Advisor will ask questions that will help you arrive at a customized plan that can help you realize your goals today, tomorrow, and throughout retirement. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. 
call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, private wealth advisor with Align, and this is our investment spotlight segment of the show where we take a deeper dive in looking at some investments. And one of the things we're going to look at is uh, take a deeper dive into what is called, commonly referred to as factor investing, uh, where you look at certain factors such as um, are the company's growth company's value? Are they uh, momentum plays? Are they low volatility, uh, et cetera? And this comes from our friends at BCA where they've taken a deeper dive in uh, what is considered high-quality uh, investments. And, and typically the definition um, for quality investments are around um, companies with little to no debt, a large economic moat uh, around their core business and earnings that are very repeatable or uh, you know structured to continue to uh, to pay out so if you look back at uh, December you know some of the best uh, performers for the year uh, were wrapped around safety but that's given as much volatility as there was last year that that doesn't um, doesn't surprise anybody. Um, value performed a little bit better, obviously, than growth. But, um, you know, quality stocks were just about break even. But what we're going to look at is, is um, you know, within the high quality, uh, you saw some better performance um, with regards to versus the S&P 500. And, and typically, if you go back last year, uh, the high quality returns on a monthly basis versus the S&P 500, you really um, only underperformed one month, and that was February, where the S&P was down, you know, 1.5% to 2%, quality was down about 3 Then every other month, or every month uh, in the calendar, including January, quality either outperformed um, being safer on the downside or outperformed to the upside, uh, with the exception of July, uh, the S&P 500 as a whole was up uh, about 9% for July. High quality was up almost 6 So, you know, if you look at, um, you know, say the final three months of the year, what you saw the total return in the high quality index was up about 11.18% versus the S&P 500. Uh, which was up 4.79. And then in the drawdown statistics, which, you know, roughly outline in a bad market how much will this go down, uh, it you only went down about two-thirds of what the S&P 500 went down. And, um, you know, specifically speaking, on a long-dated perspective, um, high-quality definitely – Appeared to work well last year compared compared to the normal market. Now, 
you know, within what's considered high-quality companies, let's look at what the bottom 10 uh, contributors were. And, of course, there is no solicitation to buy or sell any stock here. This is just factual data of performance. So, you know, the bottom 10 uh, contributors, these are the stocks that had the worst performance, were Global Foundries, which is a tech company, ADP, uh, which is considered tech, Paychex, considered tech, uh, Erie Indemnity, which is a uh, insurance company, IBM, which is a tech company, Cisco Systems, which is tech, Principal Financial Group, which is considered a financial, UPS, so if you wondered, hey, what's going on with all these uh, brown vans delivering packages, uh, you can tell their stock performance uh, wasn't where it needed to be last year, uh, Sirius XM, the radio stations, and then Livevent Corp., which is a materials company. So those, you know, those stocks lost anywhere between, say, 28% to 13 for the year. And then you might say, okay, what's the top 10 contributors? You know, who helped make the most uh, money for um, the high-quality stocks last year? Um, you know, numbers 10 and 9 and eight were basically about break even. So that in a year where the normal market lost 19%, that's a win. And those are the Hershey Company. So think uh, chocolate. They're in the consumer staples business. AbbVie, which is in healthcare, it's the old Abbott Labs biotech unit. Philip Morse International, uh, which is consumer staples. If you work out at Swedish Match, uh, you know they're in the midst of a merger with Philip Morse International. Uh, Pfizer. Uh, Pfizer was positive for the year, contributing um, good returns. Lockheed Martin, which is in the defense sector, and if you've kind of watched what's going on in Europe, you could understand why that is. New Jersey Resources Corporation, which is a public utility uh, in New Jersey. Procter & Gamble, which is a consumer staples. Uh, RLI, which is a financial stock. One Gas, um, which is a big natural gas utility. And then the top contributor out of the high-quality group for the year was Verizon Communications. Um, it may be because of their catchy uh, commercials and some of the actors and athletes they have in that. No, just all kidding aside, Verizon held up pretty pretty, pretty good. Now, um, if you look at what makes up high-quality stocks sector-wise uh, – Tech represents almost 25% of the group. And uh, as you could tell, there really wasn't any tech contributors to the upside, but there was half of the bottom 10 performers um, were tech. Your next biggest uh, group that's considered high quality would be healthcare at around 15%, then financials at 12%, consumer discretionary at around 10 uh, and industrials around 9. You know, say 9.1%. What is strange out of the high-quality group, consumer staples, um, which we had a couple of leading stocks in there, um, it came back at uh, just 7.5%. Now, given what had gone on in the year, um, a couple stocks moved in and out. Um, one stock that moved in in the materials sector was air products and chemicals, uh, and then one that moved out out of the materials was the Livent Corporation. So the same could be true, you know, what's good for big stocks, sometimes good for others. Uh, in the small and mid-cap space, high quality outperformed the normal uh, MSCI SMID index, both in total return 
and protecting to the downside. So there is uh, maybe something to be said for, especially in a market that's very picky and very, very volatile, maybe you stick with high quality as opposed to um, more riskier bets. And that might be a better way to kind of keep an eye on the eggs in your basket. Keep listening to Financial Fridays right here on this station and stay tuned for our financial planning segment coming up after a word from our sponsors. When today is unpredictable, you need sound advice and strong support to help you stay focused on your long-term financial goals for tomorrow. Ameriprise has been guiding clients through challenging times for over 125 years. You can take comfort in working with an advisor who's backed by that strong experience and who's there to guide you with personalized, goal-based financial advice. Together, you and your Ameriprise advisor can plan your future while navigating your now. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Offices located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, and this is the financial planning segment of the show where we'll take a topic and do a deeper dive into financial planning issues. One of the things that we're going to cover as we... uh, wrap up our January calendar of shows, now that 2023 is in full swing, um, there are several items out there that uh, have changed since last year from a financial planning standpoint. We want to make those uh, make you aware of those. Um, the SECURE Act 2.0 passed right around year end, and there was a myriad of items in there that uh, – will produce uh, significant changes for maybe everybody that participates in employer retirement plans and definitely in some specific scenarios, significant changes for uh, specific situations uh, that if you're in those situations, you definitely want to contact your certified financial planner to uh, get an idea of – how you can best take advantage of this. So as we kind of take a deeper dive on this topic, you know, the big headline has been that this Secure Act 2.0 is going to uh, push back the um, the ages that a person has to start taking a required minimum distribution out of their IRA from. Specifically speaking, you know, right now that age is age 72, and it's going to go to age uh, 73, and eventually, uh, almost 10 years from now, it will look at going to age 75 for plan participants. So that means if you have money in an IRA, uh, 401K plan, that when you reach a certain age, you are forced to begin taking distributions. Uh, so that's obviously a very big deal, and we want to uh, keep everybody uh, apprised of that. Now, with that said, if you are 72 already, 
hopefully, you know, you can take some of your required distribution and give it away to charity. That's called a qualified charitable distribution. And right now the limit is $100,000 per year. Uh, that will begin being indexed for inflation uh, once um, the SECURE Act goes into effect, I think beginning after this year. Uh, other items that will be uh, important with the SECURE Act are going to include the fact that, like a normal Roth IRA, participants in a Roth 401k will not need to take required minimum distributions starting this year. So as I said, there's a, you know, a lot of different uh, permutations to this SECURE Act 2.0, and it pays to uh, take a deep dive in this change. Now, the original SECURE Act came out at the end of 2019. It did not get much fanfare because if you remember, really, the uh, first incidents of COVID started in uh, around this time in January, maybe a little bit earlier. So our news cycle was dominated by everything covid and everything Wuhan related. Now, along with Secure Act, uh, this year the IRS did up their tax tax brackets uh, significantly from 2022 to 2023. And as we've mentioned before on this show, what you can uh, expect to put back into your retirement plans has also increased. So, for people um, that have a 401k or 403b plan. The normal contribution amount maximum this year is $22,500. Or $22, if you're 50 or over, uh, you can put back $7,500. As part of the SECURE Act, if you're still working from ages 60 to 63, eventually this catch-up will become a super catch-up for those in that age band of $10,000. Um, that's coming down the pike. If you are in a 457 plan, the old maximum was $20,000. Now that has increased to 22500 So these are big deals uh, when it comes to saving through retirement plans with employers. Now, your standard deduction has also increased uh, for married filing jointly from 25950 to 27700 if you're 65 or over or blind, uh, your additional deduction goes up to $1,500 per person, uh, which is uh, just a little bit more than what it was the year before at $1,400. Uh, specifically speaking, uh, as a single taxpayer, the standard deduction is now 13850 which is an increase of around $1,400 from where it was a year ago. A few things that have not changed and have stayed the same are the amounts uh, and the thresholds and the hurdle rates, whatever you want to call them, uh, that determine how much of your Social Security may be taxable. These rates really haven't changed since the 1980s when um, the Reagan White House uh, lobbied the Treasury to put these taxes in. So if you're married filing jointly, up to 50% of your Social Security could be taxable uh, between $32,000 and $44,000. That figure is half your Social Security benefits plus all other income, including tax-exempt income. Uh, up to 85% of your Social Security could be taxable once you get above the $44,000 level. Uh, 
these um, levels for single filers uh, for up to 50% would be between 25000 and 34000 uh, and then above 34000 up to 85% of your taxable. Every Social Security could be taxable. But remember, um, you know, the maximum amount of your Social Security that could be included in your taxable income is 85%. One thing that did move, uh, if you're under the full retirement age, um, there is a limit on how much you can earn while drawing Social Security before uh, you may have to uh, have Social Security withhold money out of what you make. That limit this year in 2023 is 21240 uh, that limit has been going up every year. As in 2022, it was 19560 uh, Once you reach full retirement age, uh, if you want to keep working, there is no limit on what you can make uh, with regards to having benefits withheld from Social Security. The year you retire, it gets a little bit hairier. There's uh, more specific rules regarding that uh, in the year do you stop working uh, and the year you actually attain full retirement age? Again, check with your certified financial planner or CPA for those threshold limits. Keep listening to Financial Fridays right here on your station. We'll be back with our mailbag segment after a word from our sponsors. What do you want to do when you grow up? When we were young, it's a question we were often asked. As we get older, our passions become clearer. Our pursuits become careers. And if we're diligent, we begin to plan for the life we want to live. That's why at Ameriprise Financial, we ask, what's most important to you? Starting with our confident retirement approach, your Ameriprise Financial Advisor will ask questions that will help you arrive at a customized plan that can help you realize your goals today, tomorrow, and throughout retirement. With the right financial advisor, life can be brilliant. Call Align Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc. today at 270-684-8424. That's 270-684-8424. Office is located at 2708 New Hartford Road in Owensboro, Kentucky. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Hello and welcome back to Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. I'm your host, Drew Watson, private wealth advisor with Align. And this is our famous email bag segment where we answer your questions uh, related to financial planning matters. And boy, do we have a good one today that came in uh, via some younger um, listeners. Uh, let's call them Gen Z uh, regarding what is going on with the price of food? And uh, it, you don't have to be young. You don't have to be old. You just have to be alive to know it definitely costs more to eat these days than it did uh, just uh, a year ago. And what we're seeing is uh, costs that at this point have not come down uh, but have continued to go up uh, in a fashion that is quite scary for anyone who has not lived through an inflationary spike before, especially in the grocery store. Now, keep in mind when the uh, Federal Reserve measures inflation, uh, they, their core rate, which is what they look at, they say the most, uh, excludes both food and energy prices. But unless you uh, 
eat air and ride a bicycle everywhere you go, uh, food and energy uh, prices spill over to virtually every piece of the economy. So the question was, uh, you know, what what's a person to do in these types of situations? So let's uh, let's kind of paint this story as it was. Let's say you're a person. You get up. You go to Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts every morning. You get a uh, specialty coffee, maybe um, something to eat, um, bagel, Danish, uh, egg bites. Probably you're walking out uh, around 14 to $15 for breakfast. Uh, let's say you work hard. You want to grab something fast for lunch. Uh, you may make a run for the border, pick up a couple of uh, quesadillas. Maybe you go... Uh, to get a chicken sandwich somewhere, uh, maybe a hamburger or two. But let's agree that lunch probably tips the scale somewhere at uh, $14 to $18. And then um, you've had a long day at work, you want to grab something, maybe a beer or adult beverage, uh, you're looking at probably $20 for dinner. And all of a sudden, uh, without kind of uh, realizing it, you're at about a 50 to $60 a day habit uh, of eating out. Now, this may not sound like a lot of money, but that adds up to somewhere between $1,500 to $1,700, $1,800 a month. At the low end, let's say uh, you were at $53 a day, that was a $14 Fifteen dollar breakfast, eighteen dollar lunch, maybe twenty dollar dinner. That maybe you bought a soda or a candy bar during the day for a dollar uh, to two dollars each. But a fifty-three dollar a day eating habit for seven days a week, thirty days a month. Um, if you divide that by a cost per hour, so let's say you have four forty-hour weeks in a month. Real quickly, you're at $9.94 of your hourly wage is going just for food. Now, let's say you got a job making $20 an hour. That seems like, man, that's a pretty good job starting out. But if you're eating the equivalent of $9.94 an hour, you are literally eating half of your gross pay. Now, keep in mind, if you're making $20 an hour, you know, at a minimum, you've got your um, Social Security and Medicare tax coming out. You've got your Kentucky tax at, at, at 4.5%. Um, your FICA is going to be about 7.5%. You know, let's say um, federal taxes are, are 10%. Um, if you're making twenty dollars an hour, that's four forty um, per hour, and then all of a sudden, you know, really all you have to live on for the rest of your life is going to be the equivalent of about uh, five dollars and sixty cents an hour, which comes out to about three hundred and thirty to three hundred and fifty dollars per month, and this is. Things that you might need to buy, such as a place to live, a vehicle, 
gasoline. So if you look at what the cost of uh, eating out or food every day might be, out of your net pay, that nine ninety four, uh, you know, let's let's call it, uh, you know, you're looking at almost sixty, sixty, sixty to seventy percent of your net pay is going to food every single day, and this does not include going to the grocery, buying anything for home buying any other uh, snacks, treats, um, you know, that is the impact of inflation. Now, it's been said that, you know, once the genie's out of the bottle, it's hard to go back in. But essentially speaking, if, um, you know, you're looking at those choices, I can see where people would have a hard choice deciding where are they going to spend their money, where you're taking over half of your take-home pay just to live on what you're eating. Now, of course, being a financial planning show, there's other ways you could probably get by cheaper. Obviously, don't go out to eat. Don't buy fancy coffee. Don't buy soda pop. Stick with water right out of the tap or the uh, water fountain. You know, go buy a pound of, uh, you know, deli chicken or turkey, uh, a loaf of bread, just live on sandwiches for as long as you can. But if you are one of these people that like to go out to eat for every meal, uh, unless you have a really good paying job, you may be setting yourself up to have somewhere between 60% to 70% of your take-home pay, no pun intended, eaten up by the high cost of fast food and inflation. So keep those emails coming. Uh, you can email me at william.a.watson at ampf.com, and we'll get your questions on the show. Until then, keep listening because we'll be back same time next week, same station. Financial Fridays brought to you by Align Wealth Management. This is WOMI Owensboro. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.